Welcome to episode 16 of Dirt Stories. Today, we're talking to Tony, Executive Director of Landscape Ontario. Landscape Ontario is an association with over 2,000 professional members across the province of Ontario. Having been the Executive Director of the association for over 30 years, Tony is sure to provide some valuable insight into associations and how they have changed and evolved over the years. With the rise of technology over the past decade or so, we're excited to dive into how associations fit into the 21st century and what effect technology has had on this. Let's get started. So today we're talking about associations. I know you have been the executive director of Landscape Ontario for over 30 years, which is yep. amazing. It's um, a, fluke, a fluke job. <laughs> a fluke job. I'm excited to hear more about that in a minute too. <laughs> okay. We know, um, you know, we're obviously familiar having our headquarters in Kitchener, Ontario with Landscape Ontario um, but we wanted to dive into associations in a little bit more detail and understand from you a little bit more about what they are and how they work and, and how our listeners could benefit from potentially being in an association as well. So Super. if that all sounds well, It's something good. I feel very strongly about and I've, I've observed uh, how, how people actually grow uh, within associations. So, so uh, I'm happy to talk about it. So Great. Well, let's just dive right in then. Okay. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so, um, well, how far, how far back do I go? <laughs> From the beginning. Uh, I'll, I'll relate it. <laughs> uh, so uh, in, in, um, in high school, um, I always uh, uh, just wanted to be a musician. <laughs> mm. So, so I, I, uh, I took a year off to try and, and make it as a, a musician and it didn't work. And so um, I had to do something with my life. Uh, my girlfriend at the time, uh, who is now my wife, uh, so we've been going out for 45 years. Awesome. Um, see, her, her father was a sales rep for a company called Ball Superior, which now is called Ball. And Ball Superior, or Ball sells, um, oh, they used to sell bulbs like flower bulbs, uh, and now they sell seeds for all kinds of plants to growers around the world. Okay. And so in the back of his uh, 1972 uh, Impala, <laughs> there was a nice catalog uh, and it was pretty pictures. And I thought, hmm, okay, these are pretty, pretty pictures of plants. Maybe I want to get into the plant business. And uh, our local uh, um, college, Humber College, had a landscape program. Uh, so I took it. It was close. Uh, I had no idea what it was. Um, and, uh, you know, my father at the time, you know, he, he discouraged it. He says, like, why would you want to go into, into the garden business and the landscape business? You know, I came from Italy to, to, to get away from agriculture. And, <laughs> you know, you should, you should have a, 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 a career with a tie, you know. So, so uh, anyway, I, I, um, I took it anyway. Uh, and the, uh, the first year, um, you know, I was still kind of wondering, is there really a career here? 
um, you know, I, I felt kind of like uh, the, the, you know, waves were, were, were coming at me up and down, think, thinking, well, maybe I don't, don't want to do this. And I just, just didn't understand. And I've told this story before, but, but um, I kind of, I was sitting outside the library at Humber College, you know, wondering about the future. I already tried making it as a musician and that didn't quite work and uh, didn't, didn't understand what this landscape stuff was all about. Didn't know the difference between a, a petunia and a begonia. Uh, and uh, so outside the library, sitting on the floor, I just kind of had an epiphany and said, you know what, doesn't matter, just do well. Just, nice. you know, just get into it, just do well, make a choice. And, and I did. And um, you know, that, that, um, uh, that one moment in time kind of changed my whole perception. It's just, uh, it kind of made me realize that, hey, you know what, you, you can choose your uh, response to, to anything. You, know, you, you, can, you, can make, you can make that choice. And my choice at the time was just to do well, period. Didn't matter what it was. Mm-hmm. I love and that. Some, and so, something you know, interesting happens when you just choose to do well. You, you actually do well. <laughs> and then you, know, um, you get, get knowledgeable. And when you get knowledgeable, you get more enthusiastic about it. And that enthusiasm actually spreads. You know, uh, it's contagious. And then people start asking you questions and you're able to answer them. Uh, so, um, you know, it, it just, it's just a nice little feedback loop, all positive. And so uh, I did well. I finished the, uh, <clears throat> the three-year program in, in two and a half years. I got awards, uh, you know, to- totally <laughs> different than what I, what I experienced in high school. Uh-huh. Uh, and, um, you know, the that, uh, second year or third year, we, we used to have to, have to go on tours. Uh, to see what different aspects of the landscape industry was all about. And uh, one of the tours was to Centennial Park Greenhouses, which was a conservatory. And it was, uh, uh, it's still there. It's, it's a beautiful spot. I feel you should go visit it if you can. And basically it's a collection of tropical plants. And then another greenhouse is a, is a, a seasonal display uh, with, with all kinds of, of flowering plants. And then there's another greenhouse that's, that's a cactus display. And we, we did a, a tour, and I actually remember, the, the, again, another one of these, these moments in time uh, where I just said, you know what, I'm going to work here. Had that feeling, I was going to work, work there. So I applied to, to the city of Etobicoke, I got the job, and, and I was working at the, at the uh, Centennial Park. Amazing. Uh, the uh, and, uh, you know, I still had that same attitude, do well, so while I was there, um, you know, I actually did all the taxonomy for all the plants. That the labels are still there. You know, more than uh, I guess 42 years later. <laughs> wow. Uh, and um, uh, you know, while I was there, I was thinking, okay, well, uh, you know, we've got these plants. I know about the plants. Um, I started a writing a column in the uh, Etobicoke Guardian. Uh, it was it was called Etobi Grow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And um, then uh, there, at the time, McLean Hunter used to used to have a cable, local cable television program. So I expanded that into into a, a Toba Grow a weekly um, garden program uh, in the greenhouse, and I would just kind of um, show people what all the plants were and, and talk about them. Uh, and um, I liked doing it, uh, and so uh, I started, um, you know. 
making myself available or actually learn, you know, seeking opportunities to teach. Nice. And, uh, you know, I remember teaching at local high schools. They, they used to have programs, uh, gardening programs. And then um, I got a job, a night, a night uh, school job with uh, Humber College. Uh, and that uh, night school um, program turned into a full-time job at Humber College. Uh, okay. And uh, then I became the coordinator of the program. And that was pretty interesting because wow. it was full circle about seven, eight years later, something like that. Uh, I was a coordinator of the program at Humber College. Uh, you know, a couple of the teachers uh, that taught me, I was actually their boss. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. While I was there, I just thought it was really important that, that um, you know, I participate with Landscape Ontario because that's where the students get their jobs from, you know, mm -hmm. the, the industry. And so, um, you know, I volunteered for um, various positions. I was on their promotion committee. Um, I did the, uh, the judging of their awards. Uh, so I just got, got in with, with the association uh, because it was very important to give profile to Humber College so that the students could, could, uh, could have a direct link to their employers. Right. Uh, and um, so, so out of that, it's funny how, how life goes. <laughs> That's why I mean, it's a fluke that I, I'm the executive director. So out of that, I, I received a call from the president at the time. This was 1989, uh, September 89. And um, uh, Neil Vandercook, um, who is the owner of Condon Nurseries NBK, he was the president at the, at the time. And our promotion committee used to meet at his nursery. And he just called me out of the blue and said, uh, we want you to work here. We want you to be the executive director. And, no way. Uh, and I said, well, uh, no, <laughs> I've got this great job at Humber College. Um, I actually get four months off a year paid. <laughs> got this great pension. I love teaching. Uh, so no, <laughs> I really don't even know what, it, what an association business is really. And, and the, um, uh, the job description at the time was kind of weird, you know, uh, run an association and they had to, you know, part of it was running a golf tournament. I said, well, I don't even golf, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know what this is. I don't golf. Uh, and so he actually kept after me. And I went to my dean at the time uh, and I said, you know, these, these people want me to work for them. Uh, and he did what, you know, just a wonderful thing. He said, you know what, Tony, why don't you take the job for a year? Hold, hold your position here. Uh, the deal is you'll just have to uh, replace yourself for the year. Uh, and uh, if you don't like it, uh, you'll only be a better teacher because you're out in the trade. Uh, wow. And if you do, uh, you do. And so I actually re replaced myself with a fellow named Harry Chang. You know, that was September 89, and I've been at Landscape Ontario ever since. So wow. That is my, my life journey. <laughs> what an incredible story. Like, and I love what you said earlier about just do well. Like yeah. it, you know, the choice. hardest step is the first step. And when you figure yeah. out what you want to do, just dive in and, and learn your craft and, and perfect it. I love that. I think that's really good advice for anyone listening to that's thinking about getting into the industry. Yeah. And, and that, um, I mean, that, that sentiment, like, you know, you're able to choose your response to anything, mm -hmm. no matter what's happening is, is powerful. And that just comes, um, you know, examples of that come up daily, you know, mm -hmm. 
Um, even this COVID thing, you know, you're able, you know, there's lots of things you can't control, but you're able to choose your response to it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you can choose to, 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 to you know, leave behind something better, you know, even though you're in the middle of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty yeah. powerful. So, yeah. so it keeps me going. It is. So I want to dive a little bit into Landscape Ontario. Can you tell our listeners um, what Landscape Ontario does and maybe a little bit about the benefits of joining an association? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, you know, I've had 30 years to think about it. <laughs> and and uh, at the beginning, uh, because I actually didn't know the question when I started, because I didn't know what the association was, it, it took me a while to kind of figure it out. And um, the way I like to describe it, and I've described it often, is at, at the heart, what Landscape Ontario is, is a, uh, a club or a community for mutual benefit and mutual improvement. Um, okay. You know, we are not meant to be alone as, as people, we're social beings. You know, working with others in, in that kind of a spirit where you're, you're there in a group to help each other get better uh, and to, uh, uh, to advance together, uh, to, to align your goals and, and, and your uh, aspirations and your vision, uh, and then work together to achieve it. Uh, that, that's, that's really the heart, heart of it. Okay. So you've got a whole bunch of people who actually believe that they're, they're better together. Right. Uh, and we reinforce that all the time. We remind people all the time. At the, end, at the heart of this thing, we are a club for mutual benefit, mutual improvement. I like uh, that. And if you, want, if you want to come into it, uh, that's the frame, you know? Mutual mm-hmm. benefit, mutual improvement. Uh, so I... you're not into that, and if, you're, you know, if you want to be independent and you don't believe that we're interdependent, uh, then that's fine. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. you're still welcome. <laughs> So I, I own a landscaping company. The idea would be that I become a member of Landscape Ontario, can attend training sessions, seminars, networking events, and network yeah. with, with people in similar positions with the idea of improving myself and my business. That's it. You know? Nice. So, so first, you know, better, better, better people, because <laughs> you know, you're better together, uh, uh, better community, better industry, uh, and, you know, just a, a, um, a collaboration uh, for making a better future, leaving a legacy. Okay, gotcha. So that, that's, that's kind of what, what it is. So that's the heart. Our vision is, is you've got all, all these people in a group together. Um, and the, the common way of describing it is to advance the industry together. Uh, but the vision, what we're trying to achieve is a, a prosperous, a professional, an ethical, a recognized, a valued, and contribution-oriented industry or profession. That's, okay. that's really what we're trying to achieve. Uh, and everything that we do uh, in terms of the details and the logistics of, of, of our organization is, is related to that. The easiest way to, to actually describe it is you know, we advance together in a lot of government advocacy work, so, so, so government relations. And just a, a recent example was this COVID thing. You know, um, uh, we got uh, engaged early. Uh, you know, members lost about uh, a month uh, of work because of COVID. Um, we convinced the government that, that our industry could work safely. 
and we mobilized <laughs> the network, the, the, uh, uh, the grassroots, our individual members to talk to their MPPs. Uh, we mobilized the garden communicators to get to the public. Uh, and, um, you know, we managed to get into the premier's office and, and convince them. And so um, as, as an association, as a collective, uh, with all that energy uh, at, at the grassroots, uh, this year alone, we, we easily have saved the industry four or five hundred million dollars. Wow. Um, wow. Because uh, if we weren't allowed to work, we were the first, one of the first um, occupations allowed to work. If we weren't, you know, just think of, of um, the damage. Mm -hmm. you know, think of all those plants that, that were grown just for spring that wouldn't, be, wouldn't have been able to be planted in spring. Mm -hmm. uh, think of all those landscape companies that, that just couldn't do their work. Um, yeah. you know, it would have been disaster. Yeah, uh, that's and, a huge and, pivot. Yeah. That's great. You know, and I, I kind of, uh, you know, I feel really bad for the restaurant business or the airline business. You know, they're, they're still suffering through this, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and now we, you know, our members' main complaint is they can't keep up, you know. Um, so that's, that's an example. You know, there's mm -hmm. many other examples. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's, that's the protection piece. Uh, another example is, um, uh, you know, the insurance issue. I think you're, you're going to ask me about that later. Um, you know, the insurance market is so volatile now that, that members are uh, looking at, uh, you know, sometimes 400% increases. Uh, and so, you know, we have to deal with that. Uh, we also host um, probably 140 odd professional development programs. So, so we are a hub for learning, uh, for professional development. Um, so, so um, you know, you can take all kinds of courses at Landscape Ontario. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's actually one of the, the major benefits, it's, it's education. Um, we also look to the future. So, so uh, Landscape Ontario has had a hand in creating all of the, um, the college programs. Uh, it, it's actually created the apprenticeship program. Uh, and uh, we were the, the ones that piloted what's called the specialist high school major program. Hmm. Uh, so that was, that was first piloted about uh, maybe 15 years ago in Oakville. And now there's 28 schools uh, where you're able to graduate as in a ma with a major in horticulture at the high school level, at grade 11. Uh, grade 11 oh, level. very cool. You know, and, um, you know, I've watched actually um, the, the whole thing happen where I've talked to high school kids and all of a sudden I'm talking to the same, same individuals when they're in the college system. And then all of a sudden they're actually started their own business or working for a member. You know, uh -huh. so, so that, that, um, that whole uh, laddering piece um, uh, in, with formal education actually works. And, and that, was, uh, that was all LO, that was Landscape Ontario. Uh, we also have, um, uh, you know, we're a hub for communications for the industry. We're, we're, we, we have the pulse because, you know, it's the members association. So uh, we have a couple of magazines. Uh, we have e-news, we have a social media uh, department. Uh, and so we're, we're always uh, communicating and, and um, uh, spreading information and sharing information on, mm -hmm. on what's happening. Uh, we also, um, this year, uh, I mean, I could talk for hours, by the way, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the, this year, uh, we, um, 
sponsored an economic impact study on uh, the, the value of, of the landscape horticulture industry. Uh, and just published, it was, it was published um, maybe two months ago, uh, the industry is worth $8 billion wow. uh, and over 100,000 employees. Uh, you know, and um, I should send you a, a copy of, the, of that, that study. Uh, yeah. So now how we use that study is, first of all, it's, it's, um, it's wonderful to know that you're part of a group that, that makes such a great impact. Uh, both from a, from an economic a, a perspective, but also from a social impact on on, on society. Uh, so so it helps uh, elevate, you know, the pride uh, of people working in the in the, in the profession. Uh, but it also provides a tool for government relations, where you can say, look, you know, here's who we are. Here's how much we contribute. Uh, but you know what? Uh, we have issues and if we try and solve these issues together uh, we can actually contribute more. You know? mm -hmm. so do you have a lot of um, people coming to events that are early in their careers or still in school and they're looking for a job? Yeah so, so we, we, uh, it's our job to help um, match careers. Uh, one of our most important roles as an association is to build a future. Uh, there is no question that the biggest issue in the, the landscape trade, and it's been for a while, is uh, there's not enough people, not enough employees uh, going into the trade. And it's uh, such a big issue that it's, it's actually a, um, uh, a, a limiting factor in the growth of the industry. And it's the same across North America. Uh, it's not just Ontario. And it's the same for every hands-on trade. Uh, you know, people are just not into working with their hands um, in a practical trade. Uh, yeah. That's changing slowly. Um, and um, I expect we'll be changing rapidly uh, for the better uh, as you, you get a lot of university trained people who can't find jobs. Right. Here, here we are uh, in the trades and, and we can't find people. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a matching issue and it's, it's a complex issue because it, it has to do with, with uh, society in general and parents and, and yeah. image. Uh, and it also has to do with, with you know, like uh, it is hard work. <laughs> yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Dozer, the world's first heavy equipment rental e-commerce solution. Search equipment rentals online anytime at dozer.com. So I want to talk about that a little bit, um, that the matching and, and bringing people on um, as the association has changed. I want to talk about technology. How has the digital age and the introduction of technology changed, I guess, Landscape Ontario, but also associations in general and how they operate? Right. Well, you know, what we're doing now is uh, an example right? <laughs> this is technology. We're talking on Zoom. Uh, you know, it, these, the uh, technology has made the world a lot smaller, uh, a lot more accessible, uh -huh. uh, and a, a lot, uh, lot simpler in many ways, you know, um, even though, you know, there's the, the complexity of, of, of uh, the communications and how many uh, uh, communication messages you receive. It, it's, it's not, not simple. The, 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 the processes um, are simplified by technology. Uh, 
and the, another thing that I do want to uh, kind of mention is I've been, I call myself kind of the official observer and, and I've watched uh, how somehow Ontario has, has been a, um, a hub for technology that's spread across North America. And Dozer is an example. Dozer was started in Ontario uh, and now it's spread across North America. Another example is Dynascape, uh -huh. right? So, so, so landscape design software. Uh, it also started in Ontario and spread across North America. It's interesting how technology has made businesses more efficient and, and, yeah. and processes more efficient. And I think yeah. I find it fascinating personally, of course, I'm, I'm biased with Dozer, but how, how technology enhances your reach and enables those, um, you know, out, outside of your city or your province transactions. I think that's, that's a huge change that the industry yeah. has seen. It, it, absolutely. Our recent um, foray into it, so, so as Landscape Ontario, you know, we, we do over 100 face-to-face -face events. COVID kind of put a stop to that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we always wanted to get into webinars and we were forced to get into webinars. And so uh, within the first month of COVID, we had done 32 webinars. <laughs> wow. And, and uh, with over 4,000 people showing up. And they said, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> Technology. So you're right. That's yeah, amazing. Technology and accessibility. You know? Yeah. And so, so uh, you know, that, that's on the communication side, on the training side. Uh, you also have technology that, that um, is making uh, inroads equipment side mm -hmm. you know, uh, with GPS and, and oh, um, definitely. Uh, battery powered mowers. And I mean, you know, who knows? You know, the, the, the things are actually improving a great deal. Mm -hmm. uh, with with technology, mm -hmm. so so somehow uh, Ontario is a hub for you know these technological advances. It and, is, and, yeah. Uh, There's lots I'm, emerging yeah. here. So I want to switch gears a little bit and revisit your comment about insurance. Yeah. So Landscape Ontario has been has been played a huge role in fighting insurance rates and kind of the standards for snow removal in Ontario. Um, as well as just advocating for the industry in general. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and how this fits into the role of associations in general? Sure. So, so uh, you know, our job is, is to advance uh, and uh, direct and protect, as I said. Uh, and uh, we have to deal with the major issues that, that, that uh, come before us. Uh, insurance, uh, especially for the snow removal side, has been a huge issue. Uh, and it's never been a bigger issue than this year because a lot of the insurance companies have decided that they do not want to insure snow period. Mm. Uh, so a uh, number of the members are, are faced with not getting insurance. Uh, and those that can get insurance are being faced with, um, you know, anywhere from 20% to 400% um, increases. Um, you know, this, this is, it's huge. It's, it's, it's really, really actually hurting a lot of, lot of members, especially the smaller ones, uh, you know, that just can't, oh, can't afford it. Yeah. And, and so what, what we're doing, I mean, it's a complex issue. It's, it's a worldwide issue. And, and I've seen it, I've seen the insurance market uh, do this probably about three times within, within my lifespan here in, as, as an executive director. 
And, and um, this is the worst, right? So, so insurance markets go up and down. This is the worst. So, so, so what are we doing? Uh, we've got some uh, legislative solutions uh, that we're pursuing, and we've got some insurance-based solutions that, that we're pursuing. So, so let's start with the legislation first. Uh, we befriended, or I should say, the, yeah, an MPP named uh, Norm Miller befriended us, uh, someone in MPP in Muskoka. And uh, so somebody in his writing uh, had told him about the issue, and he decided that he was going to do something about it and introduced Bill 118. And Bill 118 reduces the statute of limitations from, from uh, two years to 10 days. That means if someone does have a slip and fall, uh, they're able to make a claim within 10 days. And why 10 days? Because 10 days is the statute of limitations for municipalities. The, the why, if, if there is a, a member company that does snow for a municipality, uh, then if someone slips and falls on their prop, on, on municipal property because it's a member company that did it, then, then the statute of limitations is two years. But if the municipality itself did that snow removal contract, um, then it would be 10 days. So, okay. so uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, so, so we've pushed on that end um, and we created a grassroots campaign. We've asked the members to, to, to talk to their local MPPs to support Norm Miller's bill. Uh, and, um, you know, just before COVID, uh, that bill actually went to third reading to, to committee. Uh, and we were about to make a deputation, um, just explaining what the issue was and, and how important it was. And um, because it's conservative government, uh, probably would have gone through, uh, but COVID got in the way. Uh -huh. And so everything stopped. Uh, and we're trying to revive it now. Uh, in fact, our snowposium is on July 28th. Uh, Norm Miller is actually going to be a speaker. So, so, I mean, the government's been preoccupied. I mean, the world's been preoccupied with COVID. Uh, and so, yeah, so there was a delay there. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that's one legislative remedy. Uh, so we're part of a coalition uh, called the, the Freshwater Alliance. And it includes the conservation authorities. It's actually being led by Lake Simcoe Conservation Authority. And uh, what the, the Alliance has, um, has focused on is that the excessive amount of salt that's being used by the snow uh, and ice operations sector um, is doing damage to, to water, to our water. Mm. And um, the only way to change that is if we deal with the liability issues of slip and falls. They've actually realized that. You know, so, so the industry as a whole is using way too much salt. And the reason we're using way too much salt is because <laughs> we're afraid of being sued. The property managers that we work for are afraid of being sued. So, so if you can document that you put a lot of salt down, then, then, then you can fight a claim uh, better. Uh, so that's, that's a central issue. It's, it's an insurance issue, even though it's an environmental issue. <laughs> so the insurance issue is call it causing the environmental issue. Uh, and so um, we've aligned with that group and we're, we're trying to, to bring forward um, a uh, legislation that, that will, it's basically an accredited um, contractor legislation uh, based on best practices uh, for snow and ice operations, including the reduction of salt.
Okay. And so uh, our our um, our hope is that that the government will pass this this legislation, uh, and then limit the liability of all those that are credited. So that that's the idea. Gotcha. Uh, and um, it's actually patterned after a uh, New Hampshire. So in New Hampshire, they have a Snow Pro program. It's run by the state. And uh, those contractors that are accredited have um, a uh, limited liability because theoretically they're doing the best that they can, right? Uh, and so, so, you know, it raises the standard of professionalism and therefore uh, easier to, you know, safer operations, but easier to, to, to defend as well. Oh, okay. uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the slip and falls uh, have, have increased uh, a huge amount because of the contingency lawyers. I know that's part of it, right? Uh, where they're encouraging, you know, every, everybody can, can turn on the radio or TV and there's an ad that says, you know, uh, sue for personal injury and don't pay unless we win for you. Uh, that, that has caused uh, a huge amount of, of lawsuits, especially in the snow and ice end. Uh, and the insurance companies, uh, it's, it's cheaper for them to settle. Uh, and uh, over time, what's happened is, is they, they now are saying it's, you know, I'm not even going to bother settling. We just don't want to deal with insuring snow and ice operations. Mm. So, okay. Anyway, Interesting. That's, that's, that's on the legislative mm -hmm. remedy side. On okay. the insurance uh, side, uh, we're exploring uh, creating a captive insurance. So, so essentially, uh, you know, building your own insurance company uh, and taking responsibility uh, for um, the, the, uh, the standards uh, and also for fighting claims. And uh, so, um, uh, you know, the, uh, those captives that are out there already uh, they, they don't go through the ups and downs that, that um, the regular insurance market goes through. So, so it basically levels out uh, the, the ups and downs. So we're, we're exploring that. We're doing a feasibility study right now uh, with actuaries. Uh, um, our endorsed insurance broker, Marsh, is actually performing the, the actuarial cal calculations uh, using 10 years of data. And uh, we'll, we'll see if it's worth uh, developing a captive insurance company. Uh, on the other side, there's another um, uh, another insurance remedy. It's called a uh, self-insurance, um, SIR, self-insurance something. Anyway, technically, I don't remember the technical term. And basically, it's, it's like a captive, uh, except that you don't actually form your own insurance company. Um, a group gets together and pools their... Um, their premium uh, and, and uh, the, any claims are actually taken out of the, uh, uh, the premiums, the collective premiums. And then uh, they, they buy reinsurance for, for catastrophes. So, so, um, so, okay. so, so it actually helps as well. So, so there's, a, there's another group that, that's, that's doing that. We're, we're, uh, we're supporting yeah. them. Yeah. There's lots of stuff happening behind the scenes with Tons. associations right. that you, you wouldn't even think of until yeah. you ask. Yeah, that's true. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your, I guess, your future in the future of Landscape Ontario. 
what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned about business ownership and, and leader leadership? Okay. So, so um, I, I think the associations have never been as relevant mm-hmm. uh, and the COVID situation actually uh, amplified uh, and, and focused that, that, that message, you know, associations across North America, uh, when COVID came, they, they got more active and uh, you know, all of a sudden members we haven't heard from in years, they, they became active as well. You know, so, so when you're going through something together, associations become more and more relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I like that. So, yeah, so that, that's, um, that's something that, that I've seen. And, uh, you know, you're asking about the future. I, I think uh, the more that, that um, you know, we're in tune uh, with what the industry needs uh, to develop into the future, the more that we're active in creating that future, taking responsibility to create that future, uh, the better it is. Uh, and the more relevant we will, it will be, and, and the more we'll grow. Um, I mean, Landscape Ontario has had consistent growth since, since I've been there. You know, it's, it's never actually gone down. Uh, maybe yeah. a little bit in um, 1990, there was a recession, uh, but mostly it's gone up steady, steady up, mm-hmm. upwards. Swing. Um, so, so, yeah, no, no I, I think um, the futures of associations uh, are, are bright as long as we do the work. Uh-huh. Right? As long as we, we understand that association it is not, it's not me, it's not the building in Milton that we have. Right. The association is its, its members. Uh-huh. And as, as long as its members um, really believe in working together to create a better future, a better industry, a more professional industry, and a, profession, and, and a professional industry that gives back, you know, it leaves a legacy of, of, of something that uh, something behind that, that was better because they participated in it. Uh, and the more we, um, we communicate that or the more we're able to engage the members uh, to participate so that they can actually see and unlock the benefit, uh, the, the, the better it will be. No, I see nothing but, but bright future. Hmm. So speaking um, of that growth curve, where do you see LO going in the next five years? Uh, well, um, our strategic plan said we want to get uh, 80% of uh, the industry as members. So okay, so that's our strap plan. <laughs> now 80%. we've got to do it. 80%. So we've got about, I'd say 40%. Um, it's, that's uh, great. yeah, I mean, it, it associate, the association's voluntary, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and all the work that we do actually benefits non-members as well as members. Uh-huh. And um, even, um, you know, the, the trick is, <laughs> and, I, and again, I've watched this for years, is you can't unlock the benefit of an association unless you participate, unless you right. engage. And, um, you know, we're very fortunate. Um, I, I would say, because I, I, I'm involved with the Nursery Landscape Association executives across North America, um, you know, my, my counterparts. Uh, I would say we're, we're probably the largest uh, in North America, uh, even though we're provincial. 
Uh, and, but we definitely are the most engaged. You know, mm -hmm. we have uh, 350 active volunteers uh, that are on our various boards and committees and chapters and sector groups. Wow. And as long as those, you know, as long as we're able to keep that engagement up, um, people understand what the value is. You know, because mm -hmm. uh, you got to feel that value. <laughs> yeah, you know. that makes a lot of sense. Right. Uh, you, you can't you can't unlock the full benefit unless unless you actually participate. Yeah, there's a lot more to associations than than people think. Yeah, absolutely. Clearly after after having this discussion with you, I know my eyes are open for sure. And and you know I'm I'm a fan. <laughs> I didn't know what I didn't know what it was, but I'm a fan of associations. Hey, you decided to do well, and now 30 years later, here That's you are. It. Yeah. <laughs> now now it's on to my my next uh, yeah next role in a few years. So. I'm glad you could walk us through everything and give us a background, not only on associations, but, but all the, all the detail and all the, all the extra stuff that's behind it that I don't think people realize as well. So before we, before we say goodbye officially, do you have any last thoughts or anything else you want to leave our listeners with? Um, so, so I think, I think it's important uh, I mean, I could, could uh, what comes to mind is, is uh, what I kind of started with. <laughs> you know, we, we have uh, within our power, the ability to choose our response to anything. And um, the, the, the best response that we can have is to leave the world a better place. And the, um, the associations do that. And they do that in, 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 within the community. Uh, and uh, so you do have a, a, um, uh, an ability to leave a legacy uh, that, that uh, creates a positive um, benefit for people that you don't even know and never will know uh, within an association. Mm -hmm. uh, just like, um, you know, I'm here at my job because someone decided in the past to start Landscape Ontario. You know, yeah, I'm benefiting for, you know, I actually know who did it, but, but, you know, I, he didn't know me. So, <laughs> I like right? that. I think that's, that's great. Everyone's connected and everyone has something to yeah. leave behind for someone else. That's great. I'm so yeah. glad you could join us today, Tony. Thanks for, Thanks for uh, giving us your insight and we're looking forward to chatting more another time. Super. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Follow us on Instagram at DozerHub for the latest news in the industry and follow our blogs and podcasts through the Dirt Stories hashtag on social media. Want to be featured on the podcast? Contact us via social media or at dozer.com slash blog if you or someone you know has a dirt story to share. Today's episode was sponsored and produced by Dozer, the world's first online equipment rental experience. Visit dozer.com to learn more. If you're still listening right to the end, send us a DM on Instagram and we'll give you a shout out on the next episode. See you next time.